How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. All right, welcome back to Bacon Wrapped Business. This is Brad Costanzo, and today we are going to jump into a very cool topic with a very cool guy. Uh, by the way, if you have not uh, if you have not subscribed to the show, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, just hit subscribe. You can do the same thing on Stitcher. And as always, if you ever want to get a hold of me, if you want to reach out, if you want to ask me questions, recommend guests, recommend topics, you can shoot an email over to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. I read every single email and I try to reply to all of them. You can also send me a review as I read those and uh, get back with everybody who reviews the show. That being said, if this is the very first time you've ever tuned into this episode or this, this podcast, it's my platform to interview people that I am really excited to talk to, people that I have authentic curiosity about, and I get to pick their brains. I get to do something that's, you know, most people would just dream to do and I get to do it and share it with you. So, if um if I treat you like a fly on the wall where you get to hear some of the private conversations that I'm going to have cuz I'm going to go deep, uh I hope you enjoy that and I hope you get as much out of this interview as I'm going to. So, today I am interviewing Bedros Kulian. And Bedros is a guy that I've known about for years, probably a lot longer than he knows that I knew about him, and I'll bring this up in just a second. But, you know, Bedros is a very, very established player in the fitness and health market, and that's where I first found out about him years ago. Um, part of his bio talks about how, as a child, he ate out of dumpsters, and he couldn't speak a word of English. But today, he's a best-selling author. He's the founder and CEO of the world's fastest-growing fitness franchise, Fit Body Boot Camp. Let's let that sit in. The world's fastest-growing fitness franchise, and that is a very competitive market. He's also famous for helping 24 of his clients go from being in debt to growing seven-figure generating empires and helping thousands more turn their passions into multiple six-figure businesses. Bedros, welcome to Bacon Rat Business. Brad, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So I've got to tell you, the very first time I recall coming across your name, I think it was back, oh man, it may have been 2010, or it may have been, you know, something like, it was like five, six something years ago. And I think I saw a funnel map that you had created for your business. Oh. I'm almost positive this was you. And it was the way you laid out the funnel, and then underneath it was like, okay, Here's the basic funnel, and then here's the emails that go to each step. And it was just the way that it was laid out, almost like left to right and then top to bottom. Do you, yeah. That was you, right? Does that sound familiar? I know exactly what you're talking about. That was uh, Yannick Silver asked me to speak at his underground event in, um, in Washington, D.C. in 2010. And I, you know, I think he still does this, where the best speaker gets, you know, wins like a best speaker award, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not just going to come in there and explain my empire. Uh, my info business at the time, I didn't have a franchise. I said, I'm going to come in here and actually show the entire mind map and then give them the mind map where once you click on it, you get all the emails and autoresponders from that funnel that moves people into the next funnel and really how the whole automation of my, and I called it the machine, works. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I, I actually won the runner-up for Dude, that. Tell me you've got that somewhere because I, I was looking for it not too long ago. I couldn't find it. If you still have anything like that, shoot it back over because I do. That's, that's where I first saw that and I immediately did two things. Is I immediately took that map and did it with my own business but then I also created it as a um, as something to show my affiliates. This is back when I had an info product in a totally different uh, market. Yeah. But I would show that to my affiliates, and what I loved about it is the way that you laid out the uh, email, like how I could see not just the front end of the funnel, because most people would say, okay, there, here's the opt-in page, sales page, and uh, upsells, etc. But I laid out, based on your model, here's the emails, here's the content of the emails, and here's where they go, because 
most info product owners, especially if you're doing launches, you know, they don't necessarily love to send it to a, and this is an understatement, they don't love to send it to a, an opt-in and a squeeze page because they're just like, okay, well, you're just going to list grab or how do I know you're going to nurture my my leads very well. And right. what your map allowed me to do was show people how I was going to nurture their leads. And I had so many affiliates tell me that they promoted me because I laid that out like this and it gave them much more confidence that I really knew what I was doing. So thank you. Seven years later. Dude, my pleasure and brilliant idea of you to do that. I mean, I never thought that it could be used that way to show your affiliates the entire launch process, the nurture process, the back-end process. Talk about alleviating any anxiety of how you're going to treat their their leads and clients. That's genius. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was one of the things I know I always hated to send them to squeeze pages because I know, okay, if you get a 30% or 50% you know, opt in, you know, uh, you know, what are you going to do with my leads? It's like, yeah, I'm right. going to show you. So anyway, fun little callback about how I first came across you. And then we've got a lot of mutual friends and, um, and I've just kind of followed you from a distance over the past several years. But I really want to dive in today to a handful of things. Like you've grown so much beyond what you were doing seven years ago. And I want to kind of talk about that, uh, how, you know, Fit Body Bootcamp kind of came around and how you got it to where it's now the fastest growing fitness franchise. That's amazing. Um, and for my audiences, for my audience, just to foreshadow some of the stuff that I want to talk about prior to this, uh, you know, you talked about this is offline, how you're using Facebook Live and it's been, it's been very effective for you, as well as some things you're doing with helping people, experts, gurus and thought leaders create masterminds in their industries. And one of the reasons that's a very uh, good topic for me is not only have I been members of Mastermind, I've had a $15,000 a year mastermind. So I've, I've run one and I know the, uh, I know the, the fun part, the advantages. I also know the disadvantages and I know how it can be uh, a pain in the butt to set up, but how profitable it can be if you do it right. So I've got some very authentic questions that are going to come out uh, about this. So that's for my audience's benefit just to know some of the questions I'm going to ask you. But man, let's talk about a little bit about your journey. So, you know, tell me how long you've been at this, this entrepreneurial game. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I realized I've, I've technically been an entrepreneur since the age of six, mm-hmm. since we came to the United States. My father and my family, we escaped Russia, communist Russia, came to the United States. After about three years of suffering, struggling, eating out of dumpsters because we were just poor, broke, didn't speak the language, um, my dad was able to pull together enough money to open up a little tailor shop in Anaheim, California, and you know he just became an entrepreneur because he was unemployable. He didn't have any other skill that, that people wanted, so he figured, well, I'll just, I know how to be a tailor. I'll open up a tailor shop, So, which automatically meant that I we were poor, so I don't get a nanny. After school, I would go to my dad's shop and just loiter there for hours, learning how to be an entrepreneur. Not intentionally, but just through environmental exposure. But really, I didn't dive into the entrepreneurial space until 1997 when I took this fascination with the internet. You know, Earthlink and AOL had just come around. You know, they were sending those, AOL was sending those CDs with 10,000 free hours and there was dial-up modems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And let's just say that a friend gave me a laptop that had fallen off the back of a truck. That's all I'll say about that. But um, so I, 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 I took this CD and I put it in the laptop connected to the internet and holy smokes, my mind went wild. I was in my early 20s then, but I knew that what I'm seeing right now, which was just a whole bunch of discussion groups on AOL and Earthlink, that what I'm seeing right now is going to somehow change the world. This isn't just some fun little thing. And so that was 1997. By 19, late 1998, I had my first online business called TotalMuscle.com, which was an online supplement store, which failed miserably. Uh, in fact, it failed so bad, and I had maxed out both of my credit cards that I had at the time because, as it turns out, there's no Google, there's no advertising, there's no Facebook, so how are people going to find your website? And, and give you money. And so supplements expire. So as they would expire, I would you know, eat or drink whatever protein and creatine I could and then throw the rest out and then buy more. And so very bad business model at the time. <laughs> Ultimately, after maxing out my credit cards and not being able to pay rent, 
Um, I got kicked out of my apartment and had to live out of a Toyota pickup for a while. So that was my first attempt as an entrepreneur in the late 90s. But that taught me a lesson that the internet can give me reach, but to sell things that don't expire and that I don't have to put money out for and then try and sell later. And so my second round at that was in 2000, and 2000 2001, when I decided I'm going to create a software called High Tech Trainer. So I'm not going to sell product anymore. I'm going to sell information. I don't have to ship anything. I don't have to store anything. I don't have to let things expire. So one of my personal training clients was a software programmer. And, and so we put our heads together. We created High Tech Trainer. It didn't sell well to personal trainers. And it was for personal trainers to use with their clients who were maybe traveling or people outside of their their local distance, their local area. But Sprint reached out to me. And, dude, this is nuts. Sprint reached out to me and said, hey, we got this thing called a jukebox, and we're wondering if you want to put your high-tech trainer workouts in our jukebox. Well, years later, that ended up being you know iPhone and an app store. And so I had one of the first work – actually, I might have had the first workout app on the planet on the Sprint jukebox, and we were wow. getting more money from Sprint – then I was getting from personal trainers selling my software, which was pretty cool. Um, and so I go, okay, information works, recurring income works, and I started creating you know, digital products, et cetera. And it really gave me a tremendous insight into what the internet can do. Now there's Google, now there's Facebook, and I realized like, holy smokes, I can be unstoppable if I just come up with the right product or service. That's, that's awesome. And I love how the journey kind of... Uh you know, you got to see multiple sides of it as opposed to, like like you said, like almost, like, I guess, was it a licensing deal with Sprint? Is that how that worked? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It was a licensing deal with Sprint. I love and, licensing uh, deals. Yeah. And, and, you know, like they had the audience. We had to just retweak our code. And ta-da, they put it on their jukebox. And they were sending us checks of like $25,000 a month, dude. And I was like, is this for real? Wow. Are they going to stop? Yeah. And, and they did stop when, obviously, iPhone came out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell me about Fit Body Bootcamp. When did that come about? Yeah, so you know, in that time I started coaching and consulting personal trainers because I knew that you know I was successful as a personal trainer. I had five personal training gyms right there in your hometown, San Diego. And uh but I was more North County. I don't know where you live. Where do you live in San Diego? Uh i I was in downtown for uh four years and I just moved to Mission Valley. Okay, all right. So uh then you're probably you know downtown Mission Valley, so you're familiar with the areas I'm gonna, I was at. I was in San Marcos, Escondido, Vista. Uh, my furthest south uh, personal training studio was in uh, Kearney Mesa. So I had pers- small personal training studios. I was successful. I sold those and started coaching and consulting personal trainers, and I really enjoyed that. And the way I looked at it is, hey, I'm still doing personal training, but not now through other personal trainers. I get to change lives and impact people. And I had so many coaching clients, you know, some sold one on one on one personal training, others did small group, others did boot camps and parks. And I liked the boot camp model because you could leverage it. It's more affordable for a larger part of the population, convenient times. And I like the idea of one on many because one trainer many clients means higher profit margins for the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, but I also saw a lot of problems with running these things in parks and parking lots and the city kicking you out and I noticed Santa Monica led the charge with kicking trainers out of parks and I knew if Santa Monica does it everyone else is going to start doing it and sure enough and so I said well what if I just run the same model I did as a personal trainer you know in other words a 2,000 square foot space light industrial or commercial but instead of having 12 trainers in my gym training one-on-one if I just have two or three trainers total training one-on-twenty one-on-thirty in a group boot camp model and sure enough man it took off Uh, my coaching clients were the first ones to adopt that and in the beginning, in 2011, 2010, it was a licensing program, and I just tested out with my coaching clients, and it took off. So in 2012, we turned the model, the Fit Body Bootcamp model, into a franchise, January of 2012, and in that five years, we went from some 90 locations to just over 500 locations today, and now we're adding an average of 17 to 20 new locations per month. Wow, that's amazing. That's fantastic growth. So yeah. so it's a franchise model, right? Yes, sir. It's a franchise like 7-Eleven, like Subway, like Anytime Fitness. Was the, When you started going down that path, was that – I mean because franchising can be a very complex legal thing to yeah. navigate. Is it, has it been a big learning curve, a lot of complexities or was it easier than you thought? 
Brad, being from the info space, you're going to understand this. I mean, info is relatively simple once you make the right connections with affiliates. Yes. You understand that sales copy has to move people into taking the action. you got to have upsells in place because once someone buys, they're in that buying behavior and your goal is to get them to buy more frequently as they go through your funnel, et cetera. Like, easy enough. And it's all digital stuff that we sell. It's And we solve problems through our info products. Well, easy enough. And you can outsource people from the Philippines to your customer support and whatever, some kid mm-hmm. to run ads. Franchising, now you're being watched by the Federal Trade Commission, man. Exactly. And you're being 11 times a year. There's 11 states that force an audit on us, on all franchises, 11 times a year. And so, you know, talk about people are worried about getting audited by, uh, you know, the IRS, the you know, 11 different states put us through the same audit and we have to pay to get that audit done every single year. So I was so afraid of the idea, but I knew that this was something big, that this was something that couldn't be knocked off easily, um, that this was something that could literally be a global brand and change the way the industry serves its clients, personal training works. And so I was committed to the idea so much that I went out and I started, you know, hiring consultants, one, one pair of consultants, I was paying $21,000 a month for six months to just feed me through the fire hydrant of knowledge on how does a franchise work, what are the things that will get me in jail. For example, as an info marketer, you can say, look, I've got 24 clients that I've helped them become seven-figure earners, and here they are. Here's their names. Uh, here's a picture of their bank accounts. You know, all this proof. And then so if you want to also be a seven-figure earner, enter your email address and on this application, we'll get on the phone. Great. You can do that as an info marketer. As a franchise, dude, you could you can't go out and say, meet Brad. He owns three Fit Body Boot Camps. Each one does $40,000 a month with profit margins of 29%, even if you've given me your P&L reports. Because by saying that, I'm now implying to any prospective franchisee that you too can make that kind of money. And that's how a class action lawsuit can happen. Yeah. And all right, so you got all these limitations. You know, you can't say, but I can say, uh, Brad has been a Fit Body Bootcamp owner for 16 months, and in that time, he's opened up two locations. He charges 167 a month, and he's got 300 clients in one location, 400 in another. You know, you can let them come to the. So you really have to walk gingerly. And by the way, talk about making a sale. You can't just get people to click and buy off a website because you have to send every prospective franchisee an FDD, franchise disclosure document that the Federal Trade Commission wants you to write everything and anything that can go wrong in this thing, including number of locations that have shut down, number of locations that you have open with their contact info so that you can contact them. So you really have to run a clean, tight, transparent ship. Otherwise, you're screwed. I mean, look at Quiznos. Your Quiznos mm. is shut left and right. Uh, Curves is shutting down left and right. Coldstone Creamery. I study about two franchises every month why two failed and why two succeeded. Um, And and so I learned so quickly from these consultants, from my own research. I just went OCD on franchising and the rest was history. I became so good at it simply because of sets and reps, sets and reps, night and day. My wife and kids hated me for it. (laughs) Hey, in five short years, I've created an amazing life and brand and impact. So was the reason behind going the franchise model, knowing that it's like, man, it's like, sitting down at the base camp of Everest <laughs> about to climb, right? Was the reason behind that just because, well, I don't want to put in your mouth, like what was the reason behind that when there could have been a lot of other um, easier paths to follow? Is it just that you think that's where you could add the most impact and value on both sides of the equation or something else? You know, it, it had gotten to a point where I was making enough money as a consultant, you know, coaching personal trainers in their business, but I kept chomping at the bits where I want to help more people. And, I remember as a, even as a, back then when I was a personal trainer, people would go, hey, man, is that gym across the way your competition? I'm like, hell no. See that other place next to them? They go, what, the Kentucky Fried Chicken? I go, yeah, that's my competition. McDonald's is my competition. Coca-Cola, Frito-Lay is my competition. And so I, I still – dude, I'm starting to break into a sweat now just talking about it. But <laughs> they – walking has become known as – walking is just a form of going from one room to the next. People shouldn't count 10,000 steps, you know. And walking is not exercise. Walking is just is how we move from one seat to the next. And so exercise has now become walking. We, we get fooled that we can go to McDonald's and buy healthy food or, or Subway and buy healthy food. And it's just everything has been dumbed down so much. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, and I know I'm going way off the topic of business. Oh, that's but good. you opened up this door, so by God, we're going through it. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I was in my doctor's, I was snowboarding last year and I fell and I broke a bone in my hand. And so, you know, whatever it, it healed, but I was going there for a checkup last week and, uh, they, they put the blood pressure cuff around my arm and, and they do the blood pressure and I go, Hey, how's my blood pressure? It's 120 over 80, right? They go, Oh no, no. The new, the new stats is 130 over, over 80. I go, why 130? She goes, huh? Right. So I got out, got to my car, Googled, why is it now the systolic and diastolic 130 over 80 instead of 120 over 80? Well, it's because the world is getting fatter, more obese, more out of shape, and all, it's not ideal body, uh, it's not ideal. The average is just rising, right? Because of. The fucking average is rising, man. And when the average blood pressure is rising, instead of us doing something about it, we go, all right, we'll just set the bar lower medically. And that's my competition is incompetent doctors, incompetent politicians who don't feed the population the information that they need, restaurants that charge pennies because they put rubber and soy into your food and call it beef and all this shit. And so I knew that I wasn't so much after the money anymore. I wanted to make an impact with a brand so big and educate people. So our running joke at Fit Body Bootcamp locations are, ta-da, welcome aboard, Mrs. Jones. You're not just going to work out here. We're going to work on your mindset. We're going to educate you. You're going to be like your family's nutritionist and dietitian. You're going to know how to shop at your grocery store. And she goes, what have I gotten myself into? You go, oh, you have no idea. We are more than just personal training. And so I'm really edu- trying to educate the world the best I can through FitBody. Well, you know, and you bring up a good point. Like in the past, I've had uh, I've had personal trainers at, at good gyms where they, uh, they're you know, very knowledgeable. But the only thing they ever did was the, the only thing they would ever talk about, besides they would give me a precursory thing on diet and nutrition, but they would just jump right into the, here's what workout we're going to do today, and they could care less about just holistically the rest of my life. And it was just, I mean, these were not cheap personal trainers either. So it's just, you know, they're doing the absolute bare minimum to kind of get through, which is what I think most people you know, in life, unfortunately, end up doing is the bare minimum. What, um, as far as, you know, switching gears, kind of the marketing side, like, Coming from the side of information marketing and digital marketing and coaching, you pro- I guarantee I know that you you come with a much wider range of tactics and marketing strategies than the average person who just you know decides to start a franchise. What have been some of the things that you've done to help your your franchisees grow their business using a lot of the tactics that you know, you've developed over the years. Yeah. So I don't remember if it was Entrepreneur Magazine or Inc. Magazine that, that said this in an article, but one, one of those publications wrote that Fit Body Bootcamp is proving itself to be the anti-franchise franchise. And I don't know how they meant it, but I took it as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I keep our buy-in fee low. I don't do a percentage of gross revenue as royalties. I just have a flat dollar amount for royalties. When you go by location number two or three, you pay half of what you paid the first time. And my whole thing was I'm going to create a franchise where me and the franchisees are not adversarial. We're actually you know, going towards the same goal, the same mission. And so where that was concerned, I go, all right, I'm going to take this anti-franchise franchise model to a whole new level. How do franchises advertise? Oh, okay, they run full-page ads or half-page ads and ink and Fast Company and Franchise Magazine Entrepreneur. So I did. I paid my $17,000 and I ran a half-page ad in one of those publications. Dude. We got like four leads and converted one person. All right, so we broke even. Big deal. Then I go, you know what? As a, as a marketer, I chase people on, I retarget to them. I chase people on Facebook when I do an info, info marketing product. What am I doing? If I want readers of Entrepreneur or Inc. Magazine, then how about I just go on Facebook, take that $17,000 and say, show me readers of Inc. and Entrepreneur Magazine. Show it to these particular states, Texas, Florida, California, Washington, the states that are franchise friendly, where we have more franchises. Show it only to people who read these magazines and who are you know, into fitness, have some kind of fitness in their, in their profile. That same $17,000 got us five franchises, and I realized, holy smokes, I'm fishing with dynamite. You know, and I never ran another ad in publications again. I just started to target their readers and audience exactly how I wanted with the message using videos, you know, and, and the videos are very grimy. They're not all perfect. Some of them are just me with a selfie stick walking through a Fit Body Boot Camp location and saying who I am, why I created this, and others are, you know, pretty nicely cut, 
commercials for a Fit Body Bootcamp, a case study of an owner who went from a school teacher to a to a Fit Body Bootcamp franchisee or a, a personal trainer who was struggling to make ends meet and also had a side job and now has three Fit Body Bootcamps and is rocking. And so I decided, well, if we could do this to grow our franchise, why am I going to follow the franchise model again and charge a marketing fee to my franchisees and then run, you know, bus bench ads and billboards and coupons sent to their house? Forget it. Everyone's on their phone and everyone's on their computer. So we said, well, what if we end up actually running low barrier offers on our website, fitbodybootcamp.com, and if you're a Mrs. Jones or a Mr. Jones and you're looking for a personal trainer, our website that's optimized pops up, you're sold a, or sold a 14-day fat furnace or a 21-day rapid fat loss program for 67 bucks. We at corporate keep the money because we do the SEO and the marketing for it. You, the franchisee, get that lead and you train them for 14 or 21 days, convert them into a paying client over the next 12 months, and you're golden. So we're just doing everything the opposite of what a franchise does, and we're using mainly Facebook and video to drive our business, both on the franchise location side and also the franchisee side. Oh, that's great. So are you able to, I don't know the way, if there's any regulations, are you able to tell me in general, like what, like if I wanted to buy a, uh, a franchise, like a single franchise, what what are the startup costs? Like, what's that look like financially? Sure, sure. And, you know, I, I kind of don't like this because, but I'll, I'm going to answer it. Yeah. But here's, so I'm going to qualify myself. People who listen to this podcast later and our price has gone up, don't go, hey, I listened to it on Brad's <laughs> less, because that's happened to us before. Yes. But we're currently, it's a $25,000 buy-in. Mm-hmm. The typical franchise is 50000 to $300,000 to buy in. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're $25,000 to buy in, $695 a month for our franchise fee instead of taking 6 to 8% of your gross revenue, which would be somewhere between $1,200 to $1,500 a month for your franchise royalty fee. We charge you half of your buy-in fee, so $12,500 for location two, three, and four. We don't have any marketing fees that we charge you. Typically, franchises charge a 1% marketing fee. We don't charge that. I'm smart enough to, to know that I'm an information marketer. If I optimize all of our local Fit Body Bootcamp pages to rank for personal trainer, uh, fitness bootcamp, health club, gym, etc., and our locations pop up when Mrs. Jones does a search locally, and we're going to sell them a low barrier offer, I'm going to sell, keep that money and then send that lead to that franchisee. So really, it's just $25,000 to buy, buy in, uh, $695 a month for the monthly royalty fees, and then a typical build-out ranges from, on the low end, 15000 if you go kind of bootstrap to as much as 50000 if you go really high-end, like amazing spa-like feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So somebody's looking at, like you said, like about twenty five k to buy in, maybe another fifteen to twenty five k. I mean, for $50,000 total, it sounds like they can get going and have their yeah. own franchise and work with somebody who's obviously helped a lot of people in the fitness industry build their businesses in multiple ways, not just franchises, but individual personal trainers. I think that's really cool. And I think that's a, um, it's a, it's a, I, I can only imagine how kind of nerve wracking that was stepping out of the comfort zone of information marketing and consulting into the world of franchise sales and uh, whatnot. You know, is, what, speaking about out of your comfort zone, what is, what has been one of the biggest steps you've taken outside of your comfort zone that uh, you can remember? Uh, well, I, I, can, I can give you two. Um, one of them was not business related. I took this, do you know Craig Valentine? I do, yeah. Craig is a uh, former guest on the show and a friend. Oh, okay, perfect. So Craig one time, he and I run a mastermind together and he's ranting to our mastermind members about, you know, you guys are taking too long to launch your products, you're taking too long to make your website, create a logo, do all the things that don't matter, you need to cut all your deadlines in half and focus on the things that matter. And he's ranting to them, and I'm sitting next to him, and I'm getting so pumped up that I was getting ready to run through a wall, Brad. And so I text my wife. I go, hey, uh, 10 years ago when we got married, I said, if you marry me, I'd run a marathon with you because she was a marathon runner. And so I never ran a damn marathon. So I go, when's your next marathon? She goes, in six weeks. I go, great, sign me up. She goes, no, 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 it's in six weeks, not 60 weeks. You need, <laughs> you know, I just lift weights, put it down, right? I'm that meathead guy. And so I had sold myself on the idea that this is what I do. I'm a meathead. I lift weights, put it down. God's giving me fast twitch fibers and I can build muscle all day long. I don't want to run. I'd rather just talk my way out of a fight. And so uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I hired 
I hired a running coach for those six weeks, and the running coach now goes, hey, thank you for the money, but I highly encourage you to do the half marathon. Every marathon has a half marathon attached to it. I go, say that again, and I'm going to fire you. So she goes, all right, here's your program. My bones literally hurt for four and a half months after I finished that marathon, but in six weeks, I trained and ran 26.2 miles, and I beat Oprah Winfrey's time, which was my only goal in life. <laughs> yeah, I beat Oprah Winfrey's time. And um, so that was a big personal hurdle and challenge. And after that, I ended up doing all these different six-week challenges. I hired a professional MMA fighter and had him teach me for six weeks and then fought him in the cage, uh, tore my bicep as a pro byproduct, uh, rock climbing because I'm afraid of heights, surfing, all this stuff. But where business is concerned, the most recent biggest thing that gave me anxiety and made me want to just end it all. Literally, I'm being very honest here. Yeah. I was like, what? I'm going to give them their money back. I reached out to a publisher. I got, hey, well, I got this idea for a book, and of course they go, "Hey, it's a great book. In fact, I've heard of you." And you know, my friend Lewis House vouched for me and JJ Virgin, and they're New York Times bestselling authors. And so, you know, they gave me a big advance. And man, I did not know how to write a book. I write email copy. I write sales copy. I write blog posts that are fifteen hundred words. I don't know how to write a fifty thousand word book and then go, "Okay, I'm going to give this to you, and this is going to be my story, and I can't change it again. I can't hit edit." Yeah. And, and so that had been, that was giving me such anxiety that I had to ask for an extension twice from my publisher. And I was actually having a conversation with my wife. I go, you know what? I'm just going to say, here's your advance back. Here's your money back. Tear up the contract. I'm done. But I said, if I do that, I quit. And then I do exactly what I tell my clients not to do. Yeah. So I, I did it. It's off to the uh, publisher now, the manuscript. And the book, Man Up, comes out uh, July. 2018. Man up. I love that. By the way, I'm going through the same thing right now. I'm uh, probably about halfway through the book uh, writing process, and it's it's absolutely different than anything else I've ever done. And what you know, what's funny is I've always found this is funny about a book is they usually take more work than any info product you're going to sell, even a product you're going to sell and launch for two thousand dollars, right? A book yeah. takes much more time, and yet it's oftentimes the cheapest thing you actually sell dollar-wise. Yeah, absolutely. I think by the time I'm done with it, uh, whether it becomes a, a best-selling book or not, by the time I'm done and it's sold and I look back five years from now, I'm going to go, oh, I made 12 cents an hour on yeah. that. <laughs> absolutely. Know? But there's just something about it that just, you know. it. it I think the fact that it, it makes us immortal yes. and, and we die and there's some piece of legacy and message we leave behind. I agree completely on that. The, um, the, uh, so, okay, so those are great. You, you answered the comfort zone questions. By the way, a couple, since you went live, and by the way, so the people, because I'm watching on Facebook, it's on mute, so I can see you on there. Oh, cool. Uh, can people hear me as well? Have you got that piped in like that or no? Uh, I don't think they can hear you. I mean, the, the, if they can hear you, some people can, but others always put like, hey, I can't hear the guy on the podcast. So yeah. we're working on finding technology where they can hear you and me. I've been um, trying to kind of do that myself, by the way, which because I've gone, kind of gone live a couple times using yeah. uh, Live and some other stuff, and it just didn't quite you know, do the exact quality that I wanted. So if you figure that out in a, in a good way, let me know because I'm definitely Absolutely. interested in borrowing that brilliance. But yes. um, if that, you figure it out for me, please let us know. We're trying to figure this out. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that being said, so I post, I shared your, I shared your live video on my Facebook wall, and yeah. then a couple of people said, um, had a couple questions. I said, you guys got any questions for Bedros? So Ed O'Keefe. Oh, I love Ed. Yeah, he goes, I love Bedros. <laughs> ask, <laughs> ask him about his 3% theory. What is the 3% theory? Well, see, he's a, see, damn it, Ed. Ed is good. He's, see, I'm a slow study. So he's brought it down to 3%. It's actually called the 5% rule. Ah, um, nice. Not to, but I bet Ed is down to 3%. My goal is down to get the 1% one day. It's but, almost like I came out with seven minute abs, and then the guy goes, uh, I'm going to yeah. come out with six minute abs. <laughs> We're going to be rich, six minute abs. <laughs> so here, here's how the 5% rule works. And the lesson that I learned from this was nuts, dude. So when I first started coaching and consulting personal trainers, I was working out of my guest house in, uh, in, in my house. And, and, and I only had one assistant. I didn't have a big team like I do today. And you know, we'd send out an email broadcast. Hey, if you're looking for a business coaching, you know, send us an email. I'll get on the phone with you. And typically, I would ask some questions. And then I would sell them on my coaching program, which at the time was like $5,000. And so my wife Send me, sends me a, a text message and she goes, hey, the sprinkler down here is busted and it's shooting up like a geyser. And I go, okay, hon, I'll be right down. 
because I was handy. So I came downstairs and I'm elbow deep, dude, in fixing a freaking a, a sprinkler pipe. It, mm-hmm. I just want to punch myself right now telling the story. A sprinkler pipe. Well, that morning I had sent out an email broadcast, and guess what happens next? People actually send in an application, and my assistant comes running down. She goes, "Hey, dude, some guy wants to talk to you right now. He's he's ready to buy if it makes sense to him." I'm like, uh, "Amanda, look, I've got mud all over me. I'm fixing this thing. It's uh, look, you've heard, you've heard me do the sales pitch over and over again. You got this, girl. I believe in you. Go sell." And so by the time I wash up and go back upstairs, you know, 25, 30 minutes later, I go, "Well, how'd it go? Where's the five G's?" and Back then, like that, that was a lot of money to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, well, he said he needs to think about it. And what I learned in that very second is that there's a certain amount of things that are within my 5%, and it's to delegate, motivate, and sell, and sell the number one thing of it. And that was the thing that I offloaded to someone else to fix a damn $20 an hour job. Uh, I could have paid someone $20 an hour to fix that pipe and made 5G. So now, I literally, after that, I walked around the house. My wife goes, hey, the light bulb's burnt out. I go, it's not on my 5%. Hey, you got to... <laughs> my oil light is on. It's not on my 5%. And By the way, my, is- wa- my wife is going to hate you for ah, influencing me to do this to her. <laughs> but but here's... Here, so um, Let me tell you the second piece so that your wife loves you. Yes. Uh, because I, I used to say that and people would walk around their house saying it's not on my 5%. I would get hate mail from wives of my male coaching clients. And so now let me give you the second piece. I go, hey, hey, fellas, uh, now you're making enough money. Go hire a housekeeper who can change the light bulb, take out the trash, and yes. do all the things that you were going to do. And so it's not on my 5%. It's in someone else's 5%. My 5% is to delegate, motivate, sell. And the other 95% of the things that have to get done in my business, in my household, and everywhere else get outsourced because they're the trivial many and not the critical few. I love that. You know, my my I got I got a really great reframe on this whole thing from um, a close friend and former client of mine. I, I don't know if you know Kent Clothier by any chance. No, but no. Uh, he's he's big in the uh, real estate investment uh, marketing space. That being said, he um, so my background with my father was always the type of guy who it's like well it was the exact opposite. It's well if you can if you can do it. Why would you pay somebody else to go do it? Like I'm gonna mow the lawn. Like I can I can mow the lawn. Yeah. I still, I'm still able bodied. Why would you do that just to go do something else? Um, so that was kind of ingrained in me for a long time. Even though, like, so it was hard for me to get into the delegation mode. It was just like I was wired a different way. Um, but then one of the big the thing that really reframed it was so Kent uh, makes a lot of money, right? He does yeah. very very well. His, he's got two small children, and his wife does not work outside the home. Um, he was say, he was hiring a full-time nanny uh, slash housekeeper for the exact same reason, I think for like 15 or 20 bucks an hour. And, you know, they're not uber rich to where it's, you know, just, you know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, I, I, you, we don't need to pay this woman 15 bucks an hour to do this stuff. I don't mind doing it. I'm home. Like, I don't mind it. He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not paying her $15 an hour. For, uh, uh, for her time. I'm buying your time for yes. $15 an hour, honey. I'm buying a, an hour of my wife's time where she's not stressed out, where she's not preoccupied, where she's not uh, you know, running all around to where not only can you have your time to yourself so you're in a better mood for you're with me, but you can be with me. So, I mean, I've heard of people reframing it where it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm buying my time at a discount. But that was kind of a really interesting thing when I started to think, yeah, I'm not paying this person for their time. I'm literally buying my time at an absolute discount back. And even if that means I've got two hours to sit around on the couch, you know, with my finger in my nose, that might be the downtime I need to get over some decision fatigue so that I'm not completely, you know, blown away. So those were some big things that I had to get over. And I'm still trying to become a better delegator and eliminator in my life. And it's, it's hard as heck to do. But you know, it, it always is a work in progress because, again, you know, I grew up with tremendous work ethic from my from my dad, and so just like you, well, I'm able-bodied, I'm capable. Why am I not doing it? And but I have to go back to, like you said, I'm buying back my time, and I need to need to recharge so that I can do the things that the handyman can't do, that the lawn guy can't do, that the maid can't do. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So the um, a couple, of the, I want to switch gears a little bit. You know, I just mentioned you're doing. Facebook Live right now as we're doing this and kind of on the pre-interview survey. 
I was asking, what are some of the cool things that you, uh, you're taking advantage of marketing-wise, tactical-wise, that people who are listening to this can potentially go put into action? And one of those was how Facebook Live is doing wonders for both your clients and yourself. Explain how you're using it and some of the results you're getting. Yeah, yeah. So I love doing Facebook Live. Like you said, I'm doing one right now. And the way I look at it is I want omnipresence. And Grant Cardone talks about this in his book, The 10X Rule. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell people, I can get you on CBS, NBC, uh, you know, your local TV affiliate for the morning news show for them to interview. Would you want that? They go, hell yeah, I would want that. I go, why would you want that? They go, because it would give me exposure. And what would that exposure do for you? It would make me give them more money and help build my authority. And what else? And then I would make a bigger impact. Okay, great. But let's say I put you on the morning news show and I, cause I was able to get the hookup for you on the local ABC affiliate. What are the odds that your ideal client was watching you uh, at that time on that network? It's pretty rare. And so with Facebook Live, I can build a fan page of my exact demographic that I want watching me. I can speak to them as often as I want. I can be fully transparent. I'm not limited to like, okay, you got a six-minute segment. Go. What are the three most fastest way for people to make money? Ah, I don't know. Go rob a bank. You know, uh, if you give me six minutes, that's what I'm going to tell you. But if you give me some time, I'll be able to explain to you many different models depending on how much staff you want to have, how how committed you want to be to the to the longevity of this business. Do you want fast cash or do you want long term cash, etc. And so, do I look at it as Facebook has allowed me to build an audience now? Instagram, also YouTube. And so we oftentimes will go, uh, so we've got actually, what is it? It's a, it's a giant mic stand, and I bought these different clips that hold many different iPhones. Mm-hmm. So some people run three or four iPhones at the same time where we're broadcasting live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the same time, and I'm everywhere all the time in front of the right market, and I'm giving so much value. I'm coming to them with such a giving hand that I position myself as the expert, the authority, the person who you know, is there to save the day when no one else can so that when I do put out a product, it's a buying frenzy. Same with my franchise. Yeah, I love and that. The way I look at it is, you know, you'll, you'll fall over yourself to go and end up on your ABC affiliate for the morning show for six-minute segment. Well, how about you go live four times a day with value and content and see what that does for your business? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll share a strategy with you that I just uh, had – learned this weekend on this. Do you know Keith Krantz by any chance? No, sir. So Keith Krantz is a, uh, he's a, he's one of the top like Facebook, uh, and media buyers out there. And I was at a mastermind this past weekend and he was talking about one of the strategies he and some of his clients are using, using this exact same strategy with one tweak. And you may already be doing this. So, but he even, um, he was talking about, you know, the, the iPod, I'm not, not the iPod, the tripod with the multiple clips on it. So, you know, you may have two or three or four, four phones on it all taking videos of you and he said so one video might be coming from your um your facebook fan page or you know it might be going live you know from your fan page just like this one is here but you also may have a private group for customers and members only that is also going live on facebook so there's two things going live on facebook one of them is inside your members area one of them's out publicly and he said what some of his clients are doing is they'll get to a point like right now if we were doing this I'd say okay guys I'm, we're going to continue this uh, interview but uh, I'm going to go ahead and close down the, like the, the public feed and if you want access to this video and more you want to go over and join my members only group whether you have to buy something or it's you know an opt-in yeah. only right so he's like really? stopping the feed and it's like uh, but he's giving them a way to go get it so you, you understand what I'm saying I do, and I'm going to do that from now on. Kind of cool, isn't it? Brilliant, man. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And thank you. Uh, his name was Keith? Keith Krantz. Yeah. Keith Krantz and, uh, and Ralph Burns. I think they own Dominate Web Media. I think that's the site. Holy cow. Dude, we pay them like $500 a month on their, on their service because you know, we run our own Facebook ads and all that stuff here. So all of our media buyers learn from that platform they have. That's cool. Well, uh, email them and say <laughs> – Tell me more about this strategy. <laughs> what else yeah, do I need to do? That is awesome. So anyway, I thought that might help you. I, I think Facebook Live is a, a tremendous – or just live video, live social video is an amazing thing to do. By the way, um, I just had another friend of mine – I heard this was coming, but I didn't know how to do it. And I just saw a friend of mine uh, this morning say, hey, I'm doing a test on Facebook Live. And he was using his phone. 
and he went li- now you you may already know this he went live and then supposedly if you swipe maybe left or right while you're live on your phone you can see the people who are listening and if you click on one of them you can give them the option to come on live with you to where it's the two of you looking like you're doing a facebook i'm sorry what? like a facetime call and it broadcasts like a picture in picture of you two talking Dude, have you tried this? No, but I show – okay, so what I will do is I will send you a link to my yeah. buddy's video who did this today and he explains what to do while he's doing it and he was just testing it out. But yeah, so like you could potentially – when you're talking, like somebody who's watching right now, you might be able to go swipe over and say, OK, we're going to bring in uh, Keith Krantz, right, if he was watching. And you might just be able to bring him in and then potentially send him out almost like a little conference call but all done with your cell phone. I love that. Gee, think, imagine that. Now you've got interaction going, which again trumps what you would do on, let's say, the local ABC, NBC affiliate. Holy smokes, I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, do you know Rob Burns by any chance? Uh, heard of the name, don't know him personally. Uh, he just commented on your thing and said, do it now. So, um, oh. well, I, I can't reach my – I can't reach. I'm yeah, trying exactly. to reach, but it's way far away. Yeah, I'm exactly. not going to – Anyway, that being said, we're sharing – some stuff that's working. I want to switch gears and talk about um, you're putting together a program called Empire Mastermind. Is that right? Yes, sir. Tell me about that. So the Empire Mastermind is really for people who are doing a million dollars or more in their current business and want to 5, 10, 20x that. And so it's really following the entire model that I went from 2014 when my business was struggling, I actually suffered through a massive anxiety attack, uh, several of them in that in that time, and uh, built my empire to what it is now with Fit Body Boot Camp and the awesome team that I have behind me and the all the recognition that we're getting as a franchise. And so, turns out there is a smart way to scale a business, and it's using scale and strategy and not hustle and grind. And I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan. We've we've spoken on the same stage together, and there is a place for hustle and grind, and that's when you're really building that business, like. Like a 747 mm-hmm. goes into hustle and grind mode when they go into full throttle on that tarmac to take off. But once that 747 is up there at 30,000 feet, you can feel it. They they pull back and now they're using GPS and they're they're making sure they they have the uh, a tailwind and not a headwind. You know they're flying at the right altitude, putting stacking the odds strategically in their favor to spend the le- least amount of fuel to get to their destination the quickest. So they even a 747 goes from hustle and grind to scale and strategy. And so that's what we have to do as entrepreneurs. So the Empire Mastermind really is taking entrepreneurs who have hustled and grinded, I guess, to a million dollars or so and are now in a place of where they want a 5, 10, 15 exit. And whether they want to create a mastermind, they want to create a high-level coaching program, they want to start a franchise, they want to create a chain out of their, their business, they want to you know, replicate, duplicate, licensees. And so it's a really neat way, a, a supplement line. One of my new mastermind members in that group He's a IFBB pro bodybuilder, has been on the Olympia stage many a times. He just retired, and his goal is to create a supplement line while his name is still popular before he becomes a nobody. Um, and so, well, how do you create a supplement line? Do you organically put it in the hands of influencers and just wait for a few years for it to go? Or do you go on LinkedIn and use a strategy that I, that I have where I find the right people in other supplement companies who are already experienced in what they're, and I recruit them? And I recruit them and I just steal. It's time collapsing. Using Ed O'Keefe's model of time collapsing, I want to go find the experienced people, bring them into my organization, time collapse, and grow my empire faster that way. And so when you look at it that way, you time collapse by either getting the right people or getting the right injection of money into your business and using scale and strategy to grow your empire by 5, 10, 20x. Nice. So – on that LinkedIn strategy and this kind of like strategic alliance, kind of it sounds like you're saying kind of an example would be well, g- g- give my listeners a little bit more of a concrete example there of what. All right. All right I'll give you a great example. Uh, one of my private coaching clients, we'll call him Bob okay. uh, as we, we do have to protect him. We'll call him Bob. Uh, he was in the oh, he was in a different niche. We decided that he was going to go in this other niche now, uh, less sleazy of a, of a niche mm-hmm. actually. And, and that he was going to grow quickly. Now, we knew he was com- going to create a business similar to this other guy out there who's got a $60 million a year business. And it was going to be a better product with better service. 
And so he said, well, what do I do? I said, well, why do you want to go find inexperienced marketers to get on board and buy traffic and see if that was the right audience or not? So we went on LinkedIn. We typed in that other guy's name. And we found all these different people who worked for that other guy. And we sent when you upgrade your LinkedIn account to the $99 a month program, the paid program, you can send an email directly to people. And so we said, hey, we noticed that you're a professional who does this. We didn't say that you do this for, you know, you do this in Brad's company, that you're a, a, a phone closer for Brad. And mm -hmm. we were a similar company we're starting. We just, hey, we noticed you do this. So if, I, if I'm creating a, a self-development company and I want to compete against Tony Robbins, which I never would, um, you know, I would type, hey, who works for Tony Robbins on LinkedIn? What do they do? Uh, do I need a recruiter? Do I need ad managers? Do I need salespeople? Do I need phone coaches? Great. I'm going to recruit them, offer them a similar salary or a lower salary plus some equity in the business and entice them to come over. Now they come experienced. Someone has already trained them and I get to time collapse the growth of my business. And we did that for Bob's business. And uh, in the last six months, he went from a whole brand new niche, no marketing um, collateral, no list. He went from literally zero dollars to now $1.2 million in sales in six months. That's beautiful. So yeah, basically, poach, I mean, it is, there's nothing wrong with this, it. not unethical. Yep. Go poach your clients, uh, not your clients, sorry. Go, go poach your best employees from your potential competitors. Yeah. Right, there's nothing, I mean, that's the nice part and the bad, like as an employee, as an employer, that's I guess the bad part about LinkedIn is having your people on there, <laughs> telling them what to do, you know, or like, being able to be seen versus, but if you're an, you know, if you're trying to hire, if you're trying to get out there and do that, and you already know that this person has the best customer service, this person has the best sales training. Um, there's people out there. Yeah, there's. I won't even mention the company as well, but I will say um, they're they're very well known for having a very big staff and uh, super highly trained. And I remember I was listening to the owner of the company talk about how not only highly trained they are and the process they go by to get them trained, but also, I mean, and, and a lot of them were in the Philippines, some of them weren't, but he, he was even saying their aver the average price that they were paying for uh, these people was about $2,000 a month. And these were l relatively lower level, but highly trained, whether it's content marketers or customer service or whatever. And I just remember laughing, thinking, okay, I bet if I go, and I did this, but I didn't contact them people who work for this company and then I, I saw like there's like 50 of them or 80 of them somewhere in the Philippines somewhere in the US and I was just thinking yeah if I wanted to poach them I know the average of what they're making and as long as I could afford to pay let's just say 150% of that I could easily reach out to them and I get fully trained people who already know how to do what I want them to do exactly right so <laughs> maybe as a note for employers make it uh, <laughs> make it in your uh, employment agreement you cannot put the name of my company on your linkedin profile yep. ah. if you don't want them to be poached something right. to be i guess cognizant of uh now is part of that also where you're teaching people not just how to scale and use really uh scalable strategies are you also teaching them how to create their own masterminds or their own things like yep. that or was that kind of did i misread yep. that so the first mastermind doesn't start actually for this Empire Mastermind Group until September uh, September five and six. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, but yeah, several of them are thought leaders who you know best selling books or have a good following, but they sell info products or have books. It's like, hey guys, what if you got thirty people in a mastermind paying you twenty five hundred dollars a month? I mean, there's a seven figure income. Yeah. So uh, three of them will be learning how to do that. Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, I started mine about um, uh, maybe about two and a half years ago and I, I, I sold it to my partner just because it was a partner mastermind and we, we left very amicably. But you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to have a, a partnership mastermind if you're right. not both on the same page. Are you and Craig partners in your mastermind together? Yeah, so I actually have four masterminds and a total of 1,500 coaching clients. Uh, one of my biggest masterminds is called the Seven Figure Formula Mastermind. It's for gym owners, personal trainers, over 200 members. Uh, mm -hmm. Craig and I have a mastermind for an information marketing mastermind. It's got about 60 members. Mm -hmm. and I asked Craig to join me in the Empire Mastermind as well. Um, and, you know, Craig is a unique breed where we work very well together. I, I'm just like you. I'm not a big fan of having business partners, too many chefs in the kitchen, not mm -hmm. enough. Um, but Craig and I have been working well together for the last decade. And so I want to continue to grow with him. And who better to teach 
discipline to an entrepreneur than someone like Craig. Absolutely. I love that. So books coming out uh, in about a year. The franchise is rocking and rolling. Empire Master. So when did you say Empire Mastermind is going to be? September. September. The first mastermind for that is September. And that'll be my fourth mastermind. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's mid-July as we're recording this. So um, pretty soon people will be able to check that out. Man, Pedros, is there anything right now, is there any nut you're trying to crack? And what I mean by that is, you know, is there anything you're trying to learn, any person you're trying to meet, whether it's an individual or a type of person, any person you're trying to hire, any resource you're trying to get, just any problem you're trying to solve? What's a nut you're trying to crack? That's a, you know, I appreciate you asking that. And uh, I would love to, the nut I'm trying to crack is Dwayne the Rock, the Rock Johnson. And I, there's no business opportunity that I want to pick him. There's nothing I want from him business-wise. You just want to arm wrestle him. I just, yeah, I just want to show him that I'm a better-looking man. No, um, he, he does this uh, the Rock the Troops tour yeah. where, you know, he and, and obviously being an immigrant to this country, I love serving this country. I support so many military causes. And I love how he has taken what Bob Hope used to do um, and, and now does that. And I just want to be the guy that opens up for the guy that opens up for the guy that opens up for the Rock. <laughs> and myself out there and I'll so I just the, the rock I just love what he does he comes with gratitude all the time and I never get starstruck but he's a celebrity that I'd love to be aligned with that's fantastic uh, anything else top of your head no sir man this was a great interview I really appreciate you just riffing with me um, as opposed to coming with a hey here's 14 questions we're going to go through because this was super fun I appreciate appreciate it and enjoyed it my pleasure well you know that's so one of the things when I decided three years ago to start this podcast, I you know I decided you know this goes out for free to my listeners, right? They don't have to pay for this; just pay attention. And because of that, you know I've monetized this in many ways, whether it's relationships from you know the former guests to some of the opportunities that come from my listeners. But you know I don't get paid for this either. So I've always made sure that since I'm not getting paid for it either, I want to make sure that. I'm spending my time with my guests in a way that benefits me. And what benefits me is real conversations about things that I want to know, not a list of 14 questions that's very formulaic that kind of just, you know, just to churn out more content out there. Uh, as a result, I've had many of, my, many of my listeners tell me that, you know, I've gotten more out of that interview than I have out of paid courses. Like just sometimes it's one idea that somebody shares that's totally transformed their, their life. So that's kind of, you know, that's, I, I like to say that I've got the most selfish podcast on iTunes because I really yeah. could care less about my audience. <laughs> you know, you're, you're helping so many people out. And as someone who's being interviewed on your podcast, it's so refreshing for someone to ask those deeper questions. You know, it's, I really appreciate that. Fantastic. Besides The Rock, who's, uh, you know, what other business professionals or mentors or people do you really look up to and admire? Oh my gosh, you know, uh, Joel Wendell, who's uh, my speaking coach, um, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Polish, who I believe is like this ultimate connector and he is, he is God's gift to entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, I was um, hanging out with Joe this weekend. Yeah, you know, he's just such a great guy and I'm in the Genius Network group and I, and I just tell so many people about it and tell them all to join. Just, just, I'm really fortunate, man. I'm that foreign kid that came to this country and I get to stand on the shoulders of giants and I'm grateful for every single one of them, every connection that Joe Polish has made. Uh, when I get off stage and I'm nervous as hell and, and Joel Wendell is in the back of the stage cause he, or in the back of the ballroom because he's going to be speaking next and he gives me a six-page critique and I don't take it personally. I just dive deep into it mm -hmm. and, and every time. Craig Ballantyne, who taught me how to go to bed before 10 p.m. <laughs> I, go to, I, was, I was poorly disciplined and I'd go to bed at 2 in the morning and then wonder why my business was doing shitty. you know. And so I'm forever grateful for anyone who – you, Brad, for giving me a platform to teach, to speak, to – to articulate my message like man oh man um, so there's no one person you know quite honestly if, and I hope the rock isn't watching this I'd rather not meet the rock if that means meeting more people like Craig and Joe and you and Lewis house and JJ Virgin and then Dean Graciosi's and I can literally just go on Frank Kern and mm -hmm. Dan all these people who gave me time when yeah. they didn't have to you know absolutely well I couldn't agree more and uh, I'm sure they would love to hear that, and hopefully they'll be listening to the show. I know a handful of those people that you said do. So, Pedros, I really appreciate your time here today with both me, with my audience, 
and everybody else. So if people want to follow you and find out more, uh, toss a couple, uh, toss a couple either social media handles or websites, anything you want to toss so they can get more Bedros. Sure. The easiest way is to go to my blog where I have more videos and rants and so on and audio podcasts of my own, uh, bedroskoolian.com. And then on social media, they can just find me at uh, bedroskoolian. Excellent. And I'll put all that stuff in the show notes for all of my listeners. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I have a challenge for you. Send me an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. Tell me about who the biggest inspirations have been for you. Who are some of the people that um, you've really looked up to? I don't care if they've been authors that have changed your life. Um, if they've been personal mentors or whatever, just anybody out there. I love just discovering new people out there who are making a big impact, such as uh, as Bedros, and you know, not even necessarily for a show interview, but I just love discovering people who are, you know, just really kicking butt and inspiring others. So send me that email to ask Brad at Bacon Rap Business. Also, uh, if you don't want to send that, but you do want to just write to me and ask me a question about your. Uh, you know, some of the challenges or opportunities that you're going through, whether it's you've got a business that's kind of plateaued and it's kind of stuck and you don't really know what to do. Uh, maybe you've thought about selling it or you never thought you could sell it and uh, you want to get out of it, but you don't have any options uh, or you're just uh, kind of floundering around and you need a second opinion on what may or may not work. If you send me that email to ask Brad at Bacon Rap Business, I'll take a look. And if there's a way I can help you, I personally will. And if not, I'll shoot you over to uh, one of the uh, plethora of contacts and resources that I've got. I love nothing more than reaching out and helping my listeners um, uh, you know, grow their business and get more out of their life. So thank you once more, Bedros. And to every single one of my listeners, keep listening, subscribe, email me. And share this baby on social media. Let other people know how much fun we're having together. Talk to you both soon.